It's time to raise the roof for our third off-season episode, this time with another special guest. Uh, unfortunately, Evan is not here with us today. Uh, it's just me and Gibby and, of course, our special guest, which I'll introduce in just a second. Uh, we are also recording this the day before Thanksgiving, so hopefully we'll get this out by Thanksgiving. And if not, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, you know, uh, Hopefully you're staying safe and healthy um, and all of that, you know, abiding by the rules, all that stuff. We hope all, all is good with that. But without further ado, we do have a very special guest because we have a lot of raised topics and news. Not all great to talk about, but okay? We're, you know, we're, we're thriving and surviving. But uh, we have uh, with us today, uh, I just want to make sure, is it Faxon your last name? It is. It is, okay. yes. So David Faxon, who uh, is better known as Yoked Yandi on Twitter. Uh, David, how are you doing? How's everything going? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, happy to be on. Uh, tough raise news of late, but rather than that, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been extremely tough news. So let's let's yeah let's jump right into all of that stuff. So uh, we're gonna start off with I think the news that came out first with everything, which was uh, the rumors. And again, it's the raise, so you kind of expect this after a while. But uh, the rumors that starting pitcher Blake Snell. Um, of course, the, the the scapegoating gave six, if you want to call it that. Whatever you, whatever you might say, the ace of the team uh, is now there's there, there's possible trade rumors uh, surrounding Blake Snell, which again just shows that no player is safe on the Rays. Uh, so starting off, Gibby, when you heard that news, uh, how are you feeling about that? You know, it's always times like that where you kind of regret being a Rays fan, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> I mean, the trades like that have worked out for us in the past. We, I don't know. Maybe he was just trade bait because, you know, another big move ended up happening. But um, not not sure not sure how to react to that, you know. I I think he's an, he's a rock on this team, and he should be – like some of, our, some of our starters from last season should definitely be kept. So I feel like he's definitely a rock for our team, and he's valuable, and it would hurt to lose him. But also great trade value, and you know that's kind of the life of a small small market team. You gotta move on fast, and uh, you break a lot of hearts. You yeah. break a lot of hearts. Definitely, uh, David. When you heard that news, how were you feeling about it? Uh, I wouldn't say I was shocked because any trade rumors with the Rays, I'm never shocked. But surprised. Um, I really didn't think they'd move him, especially after a World Series run. Uh, I completely agree. He is the ace. Uh, you know, Glass now is a close second, but he is the guy. Um, I think it'd be a real shame if they let him go. Uh, but again, I wouldn't be shocked um, because it's just the race, I guess. You just get used to it after Longoria, Price, Shields. Yeah, I can go on. It, it's been brutal. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't really get it. I wish they'd hold on to him, you know, try to maybe give him another contract, but I doubt that'll ever happen. But, yeah, it sucked. It did suck a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the same turn as you guys. It's – I mean – it gets to a point where you just get used to these things after a while as, as, as terrible as that sounds, because um, there were times when this was, this was before the Longoria trade, the price trade, I could understand, you know, the shields trade. I felt like his, you know, he was, he was at his peak, but again, his value was starting to decline a little bit and they were trying to get him at his, you know, um, at his, at his peak value. And then when the Longoria deal happened, because I didn't think that there'd be any way in the world that they would move him and they traded him, then I finally realized that the Rays will literally trade anybody and everybody if they can. Um, That also caused me to cry at Disney World, which is the only time that's ever happened. So uh, thanks, Stu, for that. (laughs) Appreciate that, buddy. Um, So, yeah, it's 
it's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, it might just be, you know, just thrown out there to be thrown out there, but it's just wild that, that that's even, you know, being considered right now at all. Um, it like, I guess if he gets moved, what sort of a package would you want to see them get in return for him? Oh gosh, probably, probably uh, a proven commodity, not just a bunch of pro- baseball prospects, basically. Um, you can get like two, three players for him, probably. If like he did the prospect side, you could get two. If like you wanted a, let's say a strong hitter, and then like a another prospect or something. But I don't know. It's like how much more, how much more building like do do you gotta do? I mean, you gotta do more building, obviously, but how much more of this like prospect building you have to do? Because like that seems like what you're gonna get with. Blake Snell, probably some, some good, probably some good players, but like I don't know, is it a good trade off? We'll never know. Well, I guess he hasn't been traded yet, so <laughs> we, don't, we don't know anything. But that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, David, how are you, um, what do you think that they are like? If if they were going to trade him, what sort of you know what what return would you want to see them get? Uh, it'd have to be major league guys. I don't really see the point in getting a single A unless he's like an absolute stud. But I don't really see the point in getting a single A guy because you're you're ready to win now. So if the trade's not going to help your team, similar kind of similar to the uh, Mike Clevenger deal, Indians got Josh Naylor back. All of them are major league ready players. It'd have to be the same thing for Blake Snow. Um, and it. I, I really think they'd have to really blow the raise away because I read into it and they said they were open to trading him. They weren't looking to trade him. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really tell me anything. I'm not worried. I, I personally, if I had to make a bet, I wouldn't say he's going to get traded. I, I think they'll ultimately hold on to him because his value is just so high. I mean, it'd have to be ridiculous. But yeah, yeah I mean, it would have to, the raise would have to flee someone to give him up, basically. Yeah, after, after recent moves, I don't think. Blake Snell's moving. So. Yeah, no, I, I hope he doesn't move. Uh, but speaking of pitchers who were on the move and who the Rays didn't re-up, uh, uh, Charlie Morton, they let go um, to free agency. And just like Travis Darno, guess where he signs? The Braves. He signs a one-year $15 million deal with the Braves. Um, so now they've t- taken two of our guys away. Again, both of these players that, that the Rays could have kept – uh, but chose not to um, even, you know, give them any sort of offer. Uh, and I guess with that, knowing that they, they um, you know, they put the two-year deal out for him, uh, was there an expectation that he was going to stay with the team after that? Or were you guys just expecting him to stay the two years and then move his uh, – um, they, they weren't going to re-up him and then he was going to move on somewhere else? Well, I had heard that he – was interested in staying in the area or that was something that was speculated. I don't, you, you can't really believe any of that, but um, I think, uh, I think it's a good move for Atlanta, you know, um, like the Rays didn't really want to re-up his full contract, which is like 15 million a year. So I guess they, I guess they were trying to get uh, Charlie to discount a little bit, but then the Braves swooped in. I th- and I think the Braves were a Charlie Moore in a way from the World Series. I think if they had one more reliable pitcher um, that could pitch through six innings, it would get them through probably 
the Dodgers, you know, probably would have won against the Dodgers and probably would have been in the World Series. So I think Charlie Morton's a good pickup for them. Um, he'll continue to be reliable. Probably not as dominant as he was because he's had a, a few injuries, but he's he's a proven commodity. So um, props to him. It, it's sad to see him go, but it's a, it's a good move for the Braves and not a good day for the Rays. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the only way they were gonna they were gonna be able to bring him back was if he took a, a you know less money, and you can't expect a guy to do that, especially when he's in the couple last year of his contract. He's trying to get his last payday. Um, when they declined his fifteen million dollar option, I just didn't see, I just didn't see it really. I thought the only way they get him, he ten eight million dollar contract. I mean, seven million dollars a lot of money. So I'm not surprised by it. It sucks. It really does. But I don't think the sky is falling. I think a lot of people freaked out about it. The guy is 38 years old uh, or 37, somewhere around there. I know that he is great in the postseason, got a lot of experience. But you could kind of tell in the regular season, not a lot of zip on his fastball, his curveball, his location was off. So there, there will be ways to replace him. I'm not concerned. Um, if the season started today, I would be concerned, but it doesn't. So I'm 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 sure the Rays will find a way to fill the gap and we'll be ready to go for 2021. Yeah, I completely agree with both of you on that one. Um, uh, continuing the somber news because apparently that's just like as soon as the Rays lost the World Series, it just seems like literally all hell has broke loose. I don't know why, but you know it has. Um, number one prospect in baseball, number one Rays prospect Wander Franco uh, is now. I believe he has some sort of bicep uh, strain he's getting looked at um, in terms of that. Uh, he's, he's currently playing in the Dominican Winter League, um, but this could be something that uh, could be a major injury. Don't really know exactly, but um, I don't know if either of you heard uh, the news when this came out, but what were you kind of feeling about it? Was it? Did it seem something that was more minor, or could it have more major complications added to it? Well, I know – doctor so um i'm not really sure how much a bicep injury is going to affect him in the long run mm-hmm. um just a muscle group though i mean that takes a lot of physical therapy um it, it, it sucks you know we we're ready i think i think the race fan base is kind of ready for wander to come out i mean it's going to take a, maybe a, a couple more years but mm-hmm. we're, we're ready to see him you know so it's it's kind of sucks when He's playing in the Dominican League, and that kind of happens. But, um, you know, playing baseball, he's getting experience. You know, no minors right now. So he's got to do what he's got to do, what, he, what he's got to, to do. Um, not not much more to say to say about that. You know, it's just you don't want you don't want to see that out of your number one prospect. So I just hope he can recover quick and get back to – Henny Dingers. Yeah, uh, I would I would agree with that. It'd be definitely great to see him back on the field. The good news is it's not a shoulder or an elbow injury. It's a muscle. That's good. So I don't expect any like Tommy John sort of injury where he'll be out for the entire year. I think the absolute worst that could happen would be uh, maybe like bice, kind of like what happened to Clevenger. I know he has to have Tommy John now, but that was a separate injury. But before that, he had bicep issues, and he was out for – you know, maybe a half month, a month. And that's not an issue considering that it's November. So I'm not worried about it yet. I know things can change quickly, but uh, yeah, I'm really not concerned at all quite yet. I know he, I think he's going back to the States today to get looked at, but I'm really not concerned yet. 
Yeah, I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to stay positive as much as I can right now about that because he's I mean, I'm hoping that he can come up next year um at some point in the season and really contribute to this team. And I think that again, like Gibby said, we've been waiting for a long while um for this to happen and, and for him to come up. Uh, so again, hoping the best for that, hoping that it's not something that's a long-term, you know, ailing problem for him, uh, which then leads us to the final bit of news, which is the biggest news that we heard, which was that, uh, star outfielder, Randy Rosarena, who, you know, obviously, uh, became a star, uh, through his, through his postseason heroics and really helped carry the race to the world series, uh, was detained in Mexico for, I believe, um, uh, an altercation with his ex, uh, with his ex-wife and then his former stepfather, in terms of him trying to um, uh, take his daughter back. Um, I, I think they said abduct his daughter, but I don't think I, – I think it was just him trying to take his daughter. Um, so he was detained for those reasons. Uh, and there is uh, – nothing's been confirmed in terms of, uh, you know, both sides of it, who, who was right, who was wrong. It was just he was detained um, uh, regarding the allegations of the incident. So we don't know exactly um, – you know, what's confirmed and what's not confirmed other than the fact that he's been detained and arrested. Uh, this blew up really quickly, like really quickly. This, this was on all major headlines that I could see, um, not just in sports, but, you know, any kind of like anywhere on the internet, I, uh, I could find it. And it was just crazy to kind of hear and um, didn't really help the race sake for them trying to get out of this, this, you know, uh, this personality that a lot of, or, I mean, not personality, but, um, the, the state, uh, I mean, like the type of franchise that they are, uh, it really didn't help things because then people started calling them poverty franchise again and all this other crap came up on Twitter and, you know, not, not the best stuff for a franchise that's trying to get out of that stigma. Um, so when, when both of you heard this news, A, did you think it was real? And B, once it was actually confirmed, just like, what were you thinking about it? Because I was in disbelief when I found out. Cause I was like, there's, there's no way that this could be real. And then it was real. And then I was honestly just, I was just shocked by everything. Yeah. I, I was definitely, I was definitely surprised by it. I'm not still not sure about the details. I mean, it's, it's a little foggy still. So, um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen anything overly violent, coming from I saw a video of, of the incident nothing overly violent from Rose Arena I'm, I'm curious to see what the full story is um, I don't, do I think he'll be like kicked off the team or anything I, I hope not I don't think he will um, I think it's just it's just something you gotta wait and see because it's, it's a developing kind of situation so not much we can do except yeah talk about it absolutely yeah it's gonna be a sit and wait game for sure uh i i watched the video too um the crowd the funny thing was the crowd seemed like on randy's side a little bit which is odd because you think if you're abducting your daughter and whatever the crowd would be against you but they weren't so i thought that was interesting i'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to verify this or anything. I don't know anything. You know, none of us know really what happened, but it just, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I, at first I really didn't think it was real. I was like, wow, okay. Some Mexican source, you know, who isn't even verified on Twitter. I'm not, I just 
I'll believe it when I see it. But then obviously it was verified. And yeah, I'm completely with you. I was completely in disbelief. Uh, I definitely hope nothing comes of it. I definitely don't want it to be enrolled as Chapman kind of deal. That would be awful. But I don't think it will. Uh, I hope not at least. But like I said, and like, you know, we've all said, we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, it's God, man. You, I don't, it's just, it's just crazy how literally all of this stuff happened within like a day or two of each other. Just like all of these things just kind of came out and it just was like one gut punch after another. And it just, I, I still can't believe everything that's how I, I think the Morton news was definitely the least surprising of all of it. Be just, just because I knew that they weren't going to try to resign him. But like, even that was still like, you had a chance and now he's on the Braves and he's probably, and like, it just made me think about like, oh crap, well Darno went to the Braves and then Darno was a stud this year. And like, I'm just afraid that that's going to happen to Morton after how bad he was, or I mean, not bad, but how mediocre he was with the Rays this year. I'm afraid that that's, you know, he's going to bounce back with the, um, or yeah, he's, he's going to bounce back with the Braves after what happened with the, um, with the Rays uh, this year. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with all of this stuff again. Yeah. Luckily, literally the one week of the season where like, you know, there's not supposed to be a lot of news come out. Just a crap ton of news just came out about the Rays. So at least things are staying interesting for the time being before free agency starts. Uh, uh, but David, I wanted to quickly, um, uh, so I wanted to ask you, so uh, talking more about you, uh, how did your fandom start with the Rays? Um, how did you get into the team uh, and just like kind of describe, and then, and then I guess we can get into Twitter um, after that, but just, um, really, I mean, like, how did your fandom with the race start? Uh, I, I, if I had to pinpoint a time, I would say game three of the American League Division Series in 2013. Uh, I was there when Jose Lobaton hit the walk-off home run, and everybody's going wild. The roof is, like, coming off. Like, it was insane. And I was hooked. I was hooked. Everybody's going crazy. The Tampa Bay chance. I, after that, I just never looked back. I was kind of a – like a – an average fan, if you will. I mean, I was pretty young. I was five when 2008 happened, so I don't remember a lot of it. But, you know, I was still like an average fan. But I definitely was, I definitely became like the the diehard I am now in 2013 because that was just a great moment. Um, unfortunately, I also watched them get eliminated the next day. But, you know, I guess you, I guess you give and take a little bit. But, yeah, that would be definitely the defining moment where I started to really love the race. And then, and then on top of that, where did your persona on Twitter start? Because I know you you comment a lot on stuff with the Rays, um, just on posts for the team, but then also just in general. And I know that there's there's this growing community of um, of, of Rays fans of Rays Twitter that's really been growing in these last few years, especially this year. Um, could you talk a little bit more about about how that kind of started for you and how it's grown since then? Uh, I'd started out, uh, I want to say two or three years ago, it seems like forever, but, um, I just kind of just one day I said, you know what, Twitter sounds good. I didn't have any social media. And I said, uh, I just want to keep in touch, you know, Ken Rosenthal. I thought that would be cool. So I downloaded it. I think my first Twitter thing was Joey Wendell oriented somehow. He's my favorite player on the team. Um, but yeah, and I just started tweeting and I just, I just kept tweeting and I just kept speaking on stuff and people liked it, I guess. I hope they do, you know, if they follow me um, and, you know, it just kind of grew from there. I didn't do anything special. I didn't, you know, try to like get around and like do bots and any of this. I just tweeted and, you know, I just had a passion for baseball and I just, you know, tweeted about that. 
um, and it kind of grew. Uh, Yoke Diandi was actually – someone actually tweeted it, like replied to me and said, oh, I'm into Yandi. Yoke Yandi would be a great name. I was like, that's, that's pretty catchy. So I made it that, and then he went off that year. Um, and I did that. I've switched back and forth. I think I was like Jesus Aguilar at one time, but yeah. And it just, it just kind of grew from there. I didn't do anything special. I just, you know, people liked it, I guess. And yeah, Twitter has been great. I, I love the growing community. It's been crazy. The, the difference between when I joined Twitter and now is insane. There's so many great accounts to follow. I can go on for days. Uh, so yeah, that, that makes me really proud that I'm one of those members that is a part of a growing great community on Twitter. Uh, for both of you, um, how would you best describe Ray's Twitter? Because I still don't know how to describe it. It's, <laughs> it's a great thing, but like, it is just, it can be weird. It can be fu funny. It can be depressing. Like, it's just kind of like a whole spectrum of things. Gibby, I don't know. Um, I, I know that, I know that you're, you, you, you know, you're pretty active on Twitter. How would you, how would you best describe Ray's Twitter? Yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun time, you know. It's kind of like the team. Um, there's ups, there's downs, and and the Twitter's always there to make memes. So I mean, it most of the memes come from uh, the, most of the memes come from like Reddit and other stuff. Um, but it's still it's still a fun time. I think the Rays actually have the best Twitter account in Major League Baseball. I mean. Alex, Alex will say there, there's others too that can compete, but I, I, yeah, I think the there's a few others that can compete, but the Rays are definitely up there. There's the no Rays, Rays are definitely up. Yeah. Um, it's just love Rays Twitter. Um, I wish I had more followers. You should follow me on Twitter. EC Gibby. It's, it's a good account. And that, that's all I have to say about Rays Twitter. Love, <laughs> I, I love Rays Twitter. Yeah. Rays Twitter is great, but my one problem with Rays Twitter, they're very dramatic. Every, oh, yes. everything, any one thing happens, like for example, Charlie Morton signing, Oh, the sky is falling. This team is so cheap, which we are cheap, but like, I mean, like it's not the end of the world. We're going to be okay. Charlie Morton was 38, 39. We're going to be all right. We're going to figure out ways to patch holes. And even like, actually before I got on here, I'm listening to locked on Rays you know, their latest episode, the beginning of it, because I was bored. And I love them. This is not a knock on them. They're a great podcast. Highly recommend them. But they're, the first 15 minutes is just them complaining about how, oh, my gosh, this team, we're going to trade Kiermaier. We're going to trade Snell. Is, we're going to tear it down. It's going to be like 2013 – or not 2013, 2014 all over again. And I'm just like, I don't – it's one – we lost one guy. He's an old pitcher. We're going to be okay. So – I love it. It's very elite. There are a lot of great accounts, like I said, but very dramatic. So people need to like even it out a little bit. Like take it as, easy. As a lot Trust of media, as a lot oh, of medias are. Absolutely, I hundred percent. You know, clickbait yeah. and all that. I get it, but yeah. let's take it down a notch. You know, let's 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 trust the team and let them do what they do. But I love it. I I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, it's great. I I I've like slowly become part of it. I know I'm so. Uh, going to Maryland, um, obviously, my favorite player is without a doubt Brandon Lau, who is the best player in baseball. And coming I mean, out, he's of like the best second baseman, right? He's one of the best. last season. One of, the, I mean, he had the most home runs of any second baseman in baseball. So I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, in, that's, in that's pretty sick. I mean, I mean, I think after JJ LeMahieu, it has to be Brandon Lau, right? Oh yeah, top two right there, a hundred percent. Yeah. And then as a result, I was like, oh well, I saw like the pain meme. 
the thing from from Stephen A. Smith where it's like him and then it says Payne in his Twitter account. And I was like, I should do that with the Rays and then just put random pictures of Brandon Lau in the background. And that's like, I feel like that's like the one contribution that I have this year that like I'm really <laughs> happy about because like I really don't have anything else. And I'm just like, you know, this is great. Because like, I mean, there's like the Pete Fairbanks meme, which is just like scary because I swear he's staring into my soul. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I think I, I think I think it's just a commonality, um, and then uh, the some MF named Randy thing, which started up, which is great. Uh, it's just it's just a whole bunch of stuff. I do want to say quickly, um, if the Rays, if 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 like the race team account isn't the best account in baseball, what's the best account in baseball? Twitter account. I, I literally don't know. I'm, I you mean I, just I don't pay you mean, attention to that many other ones. You mean baseball team or just in general? No, baseball team. Oh, uh, I think it is the Rays, but if I had to pick one, I would say the Colorado Rockies. They are tremendous. Thank God. Thank God they are tremendous. They are tremendous They're on so Twitter. I, I absolutely love them. I actually follow them, and they've liked multiple of my tweets. They're great. Yeah, hi, I, I'm not even a Rockies fan, but I follow them. They're so awesome, quality content. I highly recommend following them if you don't already. Yeah, I I actually wrote an article. This was for something that I did in college, but I wrote an article about how I thought that the Rockies Twitter account was the best Twitter account in baseball. And I just went through like a whole, just like, they have so many good tweets that they like, they made a burner account. This one, I think it was like a couple years ago. They made a burner account, which they replied to all of their tweets. And they, um, I think it was like the first word of all of their tweets on this burner account was the lyrics to um oh god it was uh it was like it was a song it was like a really really famous song and i forget the name of the song but they literally like they took a time or they took time to make a burner account account and then did all of this over the course of the entire summer and no one knew what happened until they actually said hey look at this burner account that we made <laughs> and it's, it's great um i love so the rockies are 100 percent up there um I think the Indians Twitter account's great. Like the one time when they said it's like zero degrees outside, uh, uh, 1 million retweets and we'll lick the foul pole. That was amazing. Um, okay. I'll give it to the Rockies then. Cause yeah. I remember that now they deserve it. They deserve yeah. it. I think it was like the boys of summer by Don McLean. I think that's what it was, but I could be hundred percent wrong. And then I had never, up. I had never heard of that, but that is amazing. I had they, never heard them do that. They they have done some amazing things. Like they did the thing where they went out and like Daisy Dukes in the snow <laughs> and they made like a snow angel. That was a good one. Um, they did like the they did the um there was like a thing that they did of like the sunset and it had like Charlie Blackman. It was kind of like the scene at the end of Happy Gilmore when he's looking up into into heaven and he sees Chubbs and he sees the alligator and he sees Abraham Lincoln. But it was like that, but with Charlie Blackman, like a bunch of other random stuff in the sky, which was which was great. Um, but the other one is the Marlins. The Marlins have a yes. really, really, really. I was good just gonna there. say that. They're oh tremendous. my god, they're yes. so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are fantastic. They made one slip up with the Steve Irwin comment. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I saw that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, it was. I thought it was funny, but I guess it wasn't. You know, PC, so it didn't really work for Twitter. I yeah. thought it was – even as a Rays fan, I thought it was pretty funny. But, yeah, it was a little uncalled for. But rather than that, they are tremendous. Yeah, those those four, I think, pretty much is the Mount Rushmore of baseball Twitter, I would have to say. Yeah, that's a that's a really, really, really – important I, I, topics yeah. here. <laughs> hey, these are the important <laughs> topics. This is what people want to listen to. Um, this is the offseason, baby. <laughs> this, hey, the offseason is the best time of the year because that's when you I love have it. fun. 
Uh, I love it. Speaking more on Twitter, because I want to talk about memes. Um, right. The yeah. Ray's Twitter has created a lot of memes over the over the last couple of years, especially this year. The uh, the memes have been um, uh, there have been a lot. There have been there have been way too many to count. Um, if right. there's one that stands out in your mind as one that you really like or one that you wish didn't exist, um, what would it be for both? Uh, Gibby, starting with you. Ah, oh, there's so many. I don't. Even, I don't want to get rid of any of them. I, I love. I love all the memes that the team created, like the bullpen, the '98ers. Just like that entire that entire thing was awesome, and we just meme the crap out of that. Um, there, there was just too much. I, I, I don't. I don't know what I, w- I would take away, but I just think the race Twitter community did a tremendous job, just making this season fun to watch. You know. Um, I like the prayer circles that some of the Twitter accounts do, and that prayer circles are great. Raised Twitter, yes, those are pretty good. Um, Yeah, I just I don't know what I would take away. So that's my answer, at least. Um, Yeah, man, I'm the opposite. I know which one I'd want to take away, and it's the Pete Fairbanks one because I (laughs) no, I love that that one. That one, that one's that one stares into my. It freaks me out, man. It freaks me out. <laughs> well, I think that's how everyone feels when he's pitching, dude. Man's it's true. Mad, he, it's true. He looks like a madman on the mound. I mean, he, he is. He's crazy. He's got crazy stats, dude. Love Pete Fairbanks. I, I would have to say my favorite one would be, and this is one that I'm sure people forget about, but it's my favorite one, is the one where it's the guy sitting on the table and, you know, the change my mind guy, and it says Nick Anderson is the best reliever of all time, change my mind. <laughs> I don't know why, but th- I love that one. I don't know why, but that one really sticks with me every time I post it. That's a really good one. I think, so, I like the ones that I made, but, like, I think that there's a lot better ones that than the ones that I made. I think my favorite one is someone made I don't know how they did it but it was like how um it earlier in the playoffs Cody Bellinger there was a thing where it was like someone took his face in the or someone took him in the dugout and then like took (laughs) his face and and (laughs) and like faded it out and then there was one that that happened with Brett Phillips where it was the same thing of like him airplaning and then his face just was like it just I don't even know how to describe it but he was in absolute jubilation I think that's my like just looking at him in that is just the funniest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. I love all the MS paint stuff. All of the, all of the MS paint things that happen on the subreddit are great because it's just like low effort. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't really say it's a low effort, but it's, it's, it's really funny. Oh God. There's, there's so much stuff. I mean, the stable is great, all that stuff. And then like, I think there is, there's definitely someone, there's a mod or someone from race, like, like someone on like the team account that definitely either follows Twitter or follows the subreddit because like the stable and the 98ers and all that crap came out of us just tweeting out stuff randomly. Like they, they <laughs> definitely follow us and are very much in tune and like the, Oh, the flappy boys one is just like, uh, Oh like, yes. Oh, I would love the that's a great boys. one. Yes. yes. I mean, it's a classic, but like the race race Twitter started using it. It's right, great. Yeah. Like with the Pete Fairbanks thing, race like the actual team account was like was like this pleases Peter Fairbanks. Like they right. legitimately right. tweeted. I mean, that's great. It's right. it's great right. when and I don't think I've seen another team do it to the extent that the Rays have. But they are so in tune with their fans. I like I I don't 
I mean, it's 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 crazy. I, I don't know if I'm that, like crazy and saying no, no, is being, know, ra- I, is being a race agree. fan kind of a cult. Oh, yeah. Kind of, I mean, it's kind of is. I feel like that's that's why they do it. I mean, like, I mean, oh, I mean, we, considering we what's in Clearwater, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I think I think when you're a cult, you're a little crazy. So I I think you got to have a little bit of craziness to be a race yeah. fan because it, it's brutal. it's brutal brutal. (laughs) i mean just look at it like three days you know it's like a living hell over here i mean i don't know what is happening but yes so yeah i think it is sort of cultish but obviously you know we're chill we make i I would say maybe a meme cult because man makes great memes don't we man good memes fantastic yeah i'll call it a meme cult yeah yeah (laughs) and and speaking on how it's in tune that's what makes them great any the rockies the indians they're all so in tune if that's all you got to do, be in tune with your community. So yeah, they do a great job with that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So that means we're not like the place in Clearwater. Thank God, because oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's that's quite a place there. Um, get you. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, I I'm trying to think. Um, in terms of so, I guess from here, where does Ray's Twitter go? So many people have jumped on the bandwagon and. It, it might be temporary and it, and it might be something that they continue to be race fans after watching them in the playoffs and all that stuff. Where's kind of like the logical progression of, of where race Twitter is going to be like uh, this off season and going into next year, just based off what happened this year. We got to get Tampa Bay Rays their Twitter to a million followers. That's the next step. And then we got to get, we got to get our accounts from followers. So you should follow <laughs> us at, at roof race. And no, we're, no, no. We're actually raise the roof pod now. Raise the roof podcast. Sorry, we. No, 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 no. Just no, no. Just pod. Raise the roof pod. Because, raise the roof pod. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Alex podcast said. was too long. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we just, we just need to grow the fan base. That's I feel like that's always the next step, and then more memes will just sprout naturally. You know? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yeah. I I hope that Twitter is a way to gain new fans and fans who go to games and maybe that's something that could keep the franchise around i know that's a concern right now but uh yeah i completely agree raised to one million followers would be great because if you think about it the buffalo bills have i mean around a million followers probably more but around there so you think about it, you're on the same plane as the buffalo bills whose fan base is rabid that's what you want so i completely agree and i think they gained like a crazy like 150,000 over the postseason Mm-hmm. I think they were at 500,000. Now they're at 650,000, which is insane. That's awesome. And yeah, obviously we got to get raised the roof up there. I mean, I mean, only, I think you guys are at 26. So you guys will be fine. Uh, you know, you just started a hundred. It'll naturally build. Cause you got, you guys got a great thing going here. So I'm not worried. You guys oh, will oh, definitely dude. build it up. That, that means a lot, man. Yeah. Thanks. No, no problem. No, no uh, problem. David, this season, how this season went for this team, what did you expect coming into this season and how this season ended? Like, how did it exceed or meet your expectations or how did that go in your mind? Well, I mean, I expected 162 games, but that didn't work out too well. Um, but yeah, I, I think once we got into uh, spring training 2.0, I, I expected a, a deep postseason run. I was expecting a championship series because the way I thought about it, one step ahead of last year. You know, we made it to the division series in 2019. Okay, let's make it a championship series. And then maybe next year we get into the World Series. Um, but yeah, it definitely exceeded all my expectations and then some. Um, I did not expect us to get the World Series. I know that seems pessimistic, but I just didn't. 
um, being a small market. It's not something you tend to expect. And they really did a great job. I And I was, again, wasn't expecting to even make it a game with the Dodgers, but to push it to six games against the best team in baseball, and it's not close, uh, was really great. And it was just a great, great run. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's I think it's crazy to think that like they added Mookie and we could have probably pushed them to a seventh game and then and then it would have just been a winner take all on game seven. But right. they 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 had to I mean, you know, I, I feel like they probably could have made the World Series without him, uh with with without him, but they became the juggernaut that they did by literally trading for a future Hall of Famer. Like right. you know, you know, just because why not? And it's just it's I mean God, I really wish they would have won, but man, they had such an insane season. It's just, it's just crazy to think about. It was fantastic, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, so off that, talking about this off season, talking about twenty twenty one, what sort of things are you expecting this team to do? What sort of moves do you think they're going to make? And um, how are you feeling about twenty twenty one? Since it's, I mean, hopefully this season will start on time based on what's going to happen. Um, with the distribution of a vaccine, hopefully for, um, uh, you know, for, you know, for COVID uh, and hopefully mass distribution soon. But uh, with the expectation that next year is going to be 162, um, what are you expecting them to do for, um, in, in the offseason to prepare for that? And what are you kind of hoping is going to happen in 2021? Um, I, they need to do a lot. They got a lot of work to do. They got their work cut out for them. Uh, they need two catchers, not one, two catchers, because they have no one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's a James McCann or a Wilson Contreras. I know that's a popular choice, but knowing how the Rays operate, it will be a nobody that we've never heard of, and they'll hit 25 home runs. So that's probably what will happen. I think they need to address the first base position. Um, either A, just flat out give Nate Lowe an opportunity, um, he's a young guy. I think you got to either give it to him. Similar to what they did to Willie Adamas, he never really came out of his shell until they traded Adani Echevarria, and then he just went off. So I think they need to do the same thing. I think G-Man's got to go. I know that sucks. I know people love G-Man Choi, but I think you got to give Nate Lowe a fair shot over there. I think Yandy's going to need to go clear a spot for Wander Franco. He just Yandy's just not producing. He walks a lot, but that's it, and he's slow, so you're clogging up the bases. Um you know, open up a spot for Wander at third base and Vidal, you know, somewhere. You got it. You got to fill up pitching. You got to fill up that pitching rotation now that you're going to lose Charlie Morton and possibly Blake Snell. Again, don't think that's going to happen, but maybe. Um, so you you can't rely on Brent Honeywell and Brendan McKay and those guys who have never pitched uh, a long time in the big leagues or at all uh, to fill up the rotation. So they got a lot of things to do, but knowing the Rays, it'll be through trades and there'll be a lot of them and they'll happen hopefully soon. So yeah, they got their work cut out for them for sure. But um, high expectation for 2021, you feeling good about where this team is right now? If this started today, I feel awful because no one's buying home plate to catch the ball, but I, I definitely trust the front office hundred percent. And I think they will be good. Obviously I can't really make a real prediction on what they're going to do next year yet, but mm. yeah, high hopes. Obviously you make the world series, you're going to have high hopes next year. So, yeah, I 100% have high hopes, and I'm ready for next year. I'm ready to watch some baseball, hopefully in person. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm hoping everything, I'm hoping everything gets to that point so, so we can watch uh, baseball in person. But, David, um, where, I, if people haven't found your Twitter yet, um, which if you don't know David's Twitter, you should definitely follow him. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Faxi, so F-A-C-K. 
SY11 or Yokiandi, um, as people mostly know me. Uh, I think I'm at 1,300 followers around that. Um, really appreciate everyone who follows me. It, it mean it truly does mean a lot. I don't take any for granted because I never expect to get this far. I thought I'd get 100 followers at the most when I joined. So I'm really appreciative of everyone. So yeah, that's where you could find me on Twitter. All right. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate talking to you. We really, really, really appreciate you, you taking the time to come on here and talk to us, talk about the race. Um, and for everyone listening, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us. Like I said, we have a new um, uh, Twitter account name. We're Raise the Roof Pod. Uh, so you just look us up there or just look up Raise the Roof. on. Um, and again, you can listen to us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, I'll be posting this, like I said, on the Twitter. I'll be posting this on, on Reddit. So you'll be able to see it everywhere. Um, and from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and raise up. Raise it up.